This is Lindsay Williams, and you're listening to the Drunkard United show. Bless your little cotton socks. Should have expected that one was coming. Her oh. Highness herself. Her Highness Queen Kazoo. You know, but what we need to do is we need to go back and de- change the default, Sam, and make her say the full name of the show. That's right. We can't have a defaulty opening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Great AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is my illustrious co-host, Best co-host, I mean, I'm sorry, best host nominee. That's right. Mr. I was Samuel gonna, Graham. I was going to say, they should have had a fucking best intro song section. Oh, because Whiskey and the Kidney Stones definitely would have won it. Absolutely kills it. And yeah. we thank them yet again for their glorious work on um, our intro song. I'm, I'm working on getting one Mr. Whiskey Dix in studio himself to uh, lay down a couple of sound drops for us. That'd be all right. You know, I think that'll work out well. I could deal with that. And, and Although and, these are probably not the illustrious digs that he's used to being a, a you know, tinfoil uh, award-winning Recording he, artist. He, he, I was he, trying to think of something shiny that wasn't platinum. I was going to say, <laughs> he sings songs. He has a rock opera dedicated to a stinky hotel room. I think this is probably going to be the Ritz Carlton for him. We're recording at Studio H just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, follow, and share with a fellow footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Just hashtag Jen on Instagram and we'll find it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Just kidding. we will. (laughs) It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DUFootballShow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. And we do love your correspondence, so please chat to us. We do check our DMs as long as there is not a uh, social media blackout to stop people from being cuntbags. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, which we participated in, and it is almost time, <laughs> as we record this on a Monday night, it is almost time that we can reactivate our social media. So I sent something today. DM? No, today I, I put up about, I didn't know it was, I thought it was over after the games were over, and I did it after the games were over. It's midnight. Okay. He's, he's never he allowed broke to it. give you shit for eating at Wendy's. Well, that's why he's not a fucking admin anymore. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> She's going to go ahead and say, bombshell, bitch ate Wendy's a few days ago. <laughs> what? Yeah. After yeah, all but, the shit you gave me? But that's not my crusade. It's <laughs> y'all's crusade. Okay. You know what your number one crusade should be right now? The activation of a fucking mute button. Okay. All right. So and now that the mute button's activated, let's remind you that Mel doesn't care about little people. Exactly. <laughs> so here's a few things for you. We got a, a, a few things to go over. Some correspondence. Uh, oh, we do. Boy, yes. Love our, it. 
our boy uh, Brody. I shouldn't have said that so surprised. It <laughs> makes, makes people think we're losers. <laughs> Damn it. So our uh, our oh, boy, correspondence, we get that all the time. Love to hear it. What do you, what do you got? <laughs> our boy Brody um, just finished a bottle of Larceny, the weeded bourbon from the Heaven Hill people. Yes. And it was from the recommendation we had made. We yep. said we had, we got to, we got the luxury of being able to try the Larceny Barrel Proof, which won Whiskey Advocates number one number whiskey one. of the yep. year. Absolutely and, but we said, you know, in a pinch, give Larceny a try. It's a damn good whiskey. So he's finished that and he has asked us to give a few new recommendations because he's always been a beer guy and he's just starting to get into that whiskey world a little. So he's kind of baby stepping by on a bottle here, drinking it till it's gone, then buying another bottle. So don't worry, Alan, in about two months' time, you'll be going through a bottle every other day, and you'll be fine. It'll be great. Yeah, Don't worry about it. No worries. <laughs> there's no chance of addiction so, here. <clears throat> so what's... Uh, <laughs> uh, good thing there's a disclaimer when we get done talking about the gin. <laughs> so uh, what what would you recommend for a next go-around? Because I'm thinking, like, do you want to offer another weeder? Do you maybe want to offer a traditional bourbon that has a rye mash build? Like, where so, would you go? I think I'm going to go with a rye mash build this time <laughs> since he just had a weeder. Right. Um, so he could taste the other side of it. And then I'm also going to suggest a straight bourbon whiskey so he can have the middle of the road between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think for the rye uh, mash bill, I'm going to have him do it the boar rye from High West okay. because we found out that that is going to transition to a distillery-only release. It yeah. is a little expensive, but it, you won't be able to get it anymore unless yeah. you go to, is it Park Heights? Uh, Colorado, Park City, Utah. Park City, oh Utah. I'm sorry, yeah. Park City, Utah, mm-hmm. uh, where the high rise facility is. Sundance yes, Film Festival is correct, everywhere. and uh, but you won't be able to get it again. Yeah. So it's a, a good opportunity to have it. I actually think that is a fifty fifty. Um, yeah. So it's not it's, really. It's an American whiskey because it's fifty percent bourbon, fifty right. percent rye. So it's not technically a high rye mash bill bourbon. <laughs> But you won't be able to get it again, and it's fucking good. And if you're drinking it on your own with a with a beer as a as a chaser, that's a really lovely whiskey to do. I would say on a weeder front, if you're going to go with a weeder again, and Sam and I have both sung the praises of, of this whiskey before, is a Wyoming whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make a weeded bourbon, which funny, um, my you know one of my personal heroes, uh, the late great Dave Pickerel, hated it, called it uh, dusty. Yeah, right. he did not like it one bit. And for me, honestly, yeah, I kind of liked the dustiness to it because it kind of made me think of, you know, it's the Badlands. It's big country out there, right? Like yeah. a little dust is kind of a good thing, you know, a little, little sawdust, little old school it's cowboy exactly kind of whiskey. Want. It's exactly what you want when you pull over on the way back from Sturgis. Heard. <laughs> oh, the, the Badlands, Mel? Yes, the Badlands. <laughs> hey, 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 killer. Yeah. They don't all land. Roll on. That's all what right. a that's what a that's what a best host does. Okay. <laughs> no, a best host beats a dead horse. Thank no. you very much. Sorry. Uh The <laughs> other one that I would recommend is, and and I would probably lean a little bit more towards this since you did just do a weeder, is to do a bourbon that has a rye mash build to it, and one of the highest ones out there at a, it's like roughly twenty five twenty six percent rye is Bell Mead out of Nashville, Tennessee. Bell Mead's very good, yeah. Uh, we've drank the Barrel Proof here on the show before. I think we drank a couple of their finishes before as mm-hmm. well. Relatively affordable. I've seen it as low as $35.99, as high as $45.99. 
So yeah. pretty decent pricing on it. That, that'd be a fun one to do. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't pimp my own brand as well with Ragged Branch because they make both a rye mash bill and a weeded mash bill. And both are sub 40 bucks if you find the right store, 40, 44 if they're, you know, trying to get one over on you. But normally you can find it for 39 out there. Yeah, um, I've... Um so to give you an actual high rye mash bill bourbon that I, I find completely acceptable, affordable, um, and easy drink, and I've talked about it on the show before, we've drank it on the show before, is Redemption. Yeah. Uh, you can find it in most stores out there now, um, and you're looking at, at a store that purchases the quantity discount. Uh, you're probably looking at around twenty four ninety nine a bottle, which is fantastic, but it's a, a good you know, 26 27% <laughs> rye on the mash, uh, which, is, which is lovely. For a, a, a traditional one, what I what I'm with high high west is you just won't be able to get it so, anymore. So buy it because it's it needed a power stroke. Yeah, clearly because uh, it's awesome. If you do for a straight bourbon whiskey, uh, just a very uh, middle of the road but good bourbon, uh, I would go with Michter's. Honestly, they do a fantastic little yeah, bourbon. They really do. Um, they're relatively affordable, but somewhere around thirty nine ninety nine or so. Yeah, it's just excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Couldn't agree more. Yeah, so uh, it'll give you. You know, it, it it's not going to knock your socks off, but it'll give you what bourbon whiskey is supposed to be. It'll tick every box for you. All right. So now that we've given them like ten different bottles to go out and buy, yeah, um, we covered it for six months, mate. Uh, um, <laughs> also worth mentioning as well. I uh, just wanted to say thank you very much, much because all the uh, votes are in for uh, Maryland Podcast Month, and we'll find out this coming Wednesday as this show comes out on Tuesday. Uh, so I guess we'll talk about it next week and see how everything went. But, but if you follow us on the closed group and social media, the <laughs> Drunken United <laughs> FC group uh, on Facebook. You will probably know the moment it fucking happens because we can't keep our trap shut. So we were uh, your boys are finalist in the following categories: uh, Pod of the Year, Best Sports Pod, Best Production. Even though she likes to throw uh, random guitar riffs hey, in the middle of power a power uh, chord, baby, you gotta let them chord. know. Like they heard any of that? Edited it all out. That's why it's Best Production. Hey, it's a defaulty board that cost me six hundred and fifty dollars. Exactly. Best Entertainment Pod, and both of your boys, myself and. My illustrious uh, co-host across the way were both nominated for best podcast host of the year. We were. So, yep. um, and also, by the way, if you want to get some of those inside jokes, and it's a shame that there isn't a best pimp category mm-hmm. in this podcast awards, uh, you can find those inside jokes at www.patreon.com backslash do you football show and sign up to one of the top two tiers where you get our extra two shows and you would know what the fuck defaulty means. Yep. You know what, Graham? <laughs> That's why you're the best. <laughs> And that's why you're hitting the mute button. (laughs) All right. And the big thing is that I wanted to say is that none of that is possible without you guys voting for us. And so from the bottom of my heart, it means an absolute ton that you guys uh, took the time to nominate and vote for us. And it really means a lot. And just wanted to say thank you very much. And we'll let you know how the, how all the announcements go for the winners. From our hearts. Uh, we really appreciate it. I, I um, completely echo the exact same sentiment. Thank you all very much. We, you know, had the idea to sit here and basically bring you our telephone conversations from the last 10 years uh, mm-hmm. about the football because we both drive every day for a living, basically. Spend a lot of our time talking. We decided that this could probably be a cool podcast. <laughs> and uh, Mel, um, to you for best producer, seriously, 
as much shit as we give you is as as much as your little brain can handle. It is. <laughs> it is also again. Go to the Patreon. It's funny. I'm not being rude. I promise. It's <laughs> out of context. Not so good. The, In context, very fucking. It works. Funny. I promise. I swear to God, it works. The, <laughs> don't cancel me. Besos, besos, please. We um no seriously. It uh, you're self taught doing this. It's and. We've turned out a fucking gem here, yeah. and uh, it, it. I'm honored to be a part of it. I love doing this. It's, it's fantastic. It's a wonderful creative outlet for us, for me personally, and um, and it's and it's just very special. Wind down on season three of this shit. I know, and we've you know we've <laughs> our two biggest fans are some guy that's always high in Vermont and another one that had a stroke two weeks ago, and <laughs> you know if that's not success, I don't know what the fuck is. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show. And every single show, the ginge continues. Sammy, what are we drinking tonight? From the cabinet of curiosities, we have Hendrix Lunar. This is this year's Hendrix variant. Um, it is absolutely <laughs> fucking lovely. Uh, it comes in at 868 Proof, which is 43.4% by volume, if you're counting. Uh, Hendrix Lunar is a limited release conceived under the influence of moonlight. On many a night, you will find our master distiller, Leslie Gracie, Gracie, I'm sorry, tending to the botanicals in her beloved distillery hothouse. It was here, one moonlit evening, that she was inspired to create this rich, warm, and alluring liquid. It is decidedly delectable with tonic and a slice of cucumber or try it as a Hendrix Lunar Midnight Buck by adding ginger ale and a squeeze of lemon. Hmm. But it is absolutely fantastic. You can find it for about $45.99 to $49.99 mm -hmm. uh, on most shelves now. Um, we've done a very good job getting it out there. This is one of my brands. And um, so it is in most Maryland liquor stores at, at, at the present. Um, we do have inventory, so... If you can't find it, special order it, and they can get a bottle. You paired it this evening uh, with the aromatic tonic yes. uh, and a little bit of lime, of course. So what? Uh, what's the aromatic tonic got, uh, got going on? Okay, so Fever Tree Aromatic Tonic is, you're kind of figuring out, well, what the hell is it? It's a pink tonic water. What makes it pink? Aromatic bitters. That's all it is. It's normal tonic water. Put some aromatic bitters in it to make it pink. That is also when you have pink gin. How do they make pink gin? The official, now there's rosé gins and there's other pink colored gins. But if you see the word pink gin, it is regular London dry gin with aromatic bitters added to it. And that's what makes it pink. Huh. So, all right. so that's all that is. And I wanted to go real simple and sweet because we talk about with gin all the time. You have juniper bombs, then you have big floral uh, gins. You have really uh, citrusy gins. You have kind of mellow gins. But one of the categories that does not get touched on very often, and this is hitting it out of the park, is earthy gins. Yep. This is ginger root. This is allspice. This is cinnamon. This is big baking spices in a gin. And the juniper's there, but it's barely noticeable. And yeah, it's, it's, it's lovely. I mean, that that particular piece of the juniper being uh, barely noticeable, juniper, Mel, there's four peas mm -hmm. in that, mm -hmm. is... Um, <laughs> In case you were counting. Especially when it's your third. Go <laughs> ahead. Um, hey, hey, Sam, it's a it, default setting for you to say juniper. <laughs> there is a, um, 
uh, that is Hendrix. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> traditional house style yeah. is they tone that juniper down by cutting uh, their base spirit with rose water and uh, cucumber water. Yep. Um, that they that they infuse themselves there at the distillery. So, mm-hmm. and it's also uh, Hendrix is kind of the one that really progressed the new world of gin. Absolutely. And not being afraid to get away from the juniper berry. We talk about them every time uh, we do this binge. I mean, from the Orbium to the Midsummer Solstice to now this one, they're all quite different and excellent in their own right. Yeah, they're fabulous. All right. Like Hendrix, stick around next week for another special treat. So let's have a great show. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, we're doing the two again. Ooh. Yeah, we did two last week also. Like that. Relegation is looming for a couple of clubs, and their last stands were the West London and Black Country Derbies, respectfully. Chelsea 2, Fulham 0, Wolverhampton 1, West Ham 1. Don't worry, everybody. We're going to get to the Manx acting Mankish at the end of the show. We want to talk about footy first and foremost. Hey, Sam, when you play Kai Havertz at the 9, like I've been saying you should. Yeah. What happens? They scored twice, mate. <laughs> Go fucking figure. Yeah. Put it's... the six foot 12 fucking giant at the fucking nine and stop putting him on the fucking wing for Christ's sakes. Interesting way to say seven foot. Yeah, I know. The, the... <laughs> this was a very close game, actually. Yeah. Um, I was surprised. Fulham gave a great account of themselves again. Um, and like we said in their one nil defeat uh, earlier, where um, the young American lad, I can't remember his name, got a red card in the first, um, uh, in the uh, reverse Anthony fixture. Anthony Robinson. Anthony Robinson, yep. He, um, <laughs> that, that, it's so unfortunate for Fulham because they're finally starting to figure it out. But Josh Madja, the same way he couldn't keep Sunderland up uh, at the beginning of lockdown when we were watching that. He, he wasn't. He wasn't with them at that time. No, he was in that documentary. Oh, he, oh, but he was. Yeah, but he was a youth player. He wasn't playing at all. He came in and scored and got a big league, uh, big money transfer down to the like a different team. Yeah, but that was once he was already down there. And You're then talking he, about them getting relegated. When they were getting relegated, he was still in the farm. So no, yeah, yeah, move yeah, yeah, on yeah. from it. No, Anywho, what I'm saying continue. is, is that he didn't score a ton of goals for for <clears throat> Sunderland in League One. Right, he scored a few. Got himself, a, it showed some promise. Got himself a move to Bordeaux. Didn't really do anything there that was spectacular. Now he's leading the line at Fulham. And what was his, his debut or his second game in? Two scored two Everton. goals. Yeah. And everybody's like, yep, bet the fucking farm on this kid. And Fulham are getting, they have nobody to finish these chances off on a consistent basis. No. Um, and, and they have and nobody Mitro- chipping in. Mitro may be no better than a championship goal scorer. Well, I mean, and he's the, getting he's getting up there in age too now as well. It's the, it's the Darren Huckabee yeah. argument, right? Or the um, now I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. Uh, Nugent, David yeah. Nugent. It's same kind of argument. It's it's they can do it at that level, but the Premier League is just one step too high. Yeah, it's disappointing for both Fulham and and also to a lesser degree West Brom. I mean, even though. We hate Big Sam, so it's kind of giving us pleasure to see him go down um, because he's been relegated before, even though he likes to say he hasn't been. Correct. Both of the teams seem to be getting it right. And when you watched last year, it's like, and and also years prior, you watch and you're like, oh, yeah, that team should be going down, right? Like, you feel like these two teams kind of deserve a little better. 
But 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 people have to go down. Three yeah. teams go down. That's how it works. Absolutely right. The other thing is the the first time <laughs> Fulham came up, and you kind of feel for the players that got them there, right? Right. That may not be that cut above. That may be like Metro, right? Right. Where they can come in for a game or two, maybe have a goal, you know, or an assist here or there or whatever, but they're not going to be consistent contributors. Um, so you bring in others. Shahid Khan, the owner who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. um, as far as I know, adheres to financial fair play as it's written at the moment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of Fulham's players were loan signings that first time. Yep. Do they care? They know they're going back to their parent clubs at the end of the season. Doesn't, Doesn't really matter. matter what they do. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. They never really, they were all brought in that summer, so they never really got a chance to click. Um, and then you saw them in diabolical fashion go right back down. Right. They stuck with Scott Parker. It wasn't super pretty getting back up because really they didn't have a roster. Right. Uh, so they did bring in a few pieces permanently. But again, they brought in a few loan signings coming up now and they have a, a better core than they did. They also have a consistent message. Seem to have their, a team that cares too. From their manager. Yeah. They, but they have a consistent. Would you cross him in the dressing room? Oh, I hell wouldn't. No. That chiseled draw, uh, jaw reminds me of Johnny Bravo, if you remember that cartoon yep. back in the day. I, I don't uh, I don't know with Scotty if it's uh, that I'm supposed to be scared of him because he's a hard man, which he was. He was a son of a was, bitch as a player. A solid, absolutely um, solid or, bloke. He's or built just, like a brick shithouse. Or just the fact that he is stunningly handsome, where you just go, sure thing, whatever you say, sir. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> You're you're pretty okay. Listen, if he had a beard, he'd be the most interesting man in the world. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> the, <laughs> especially with the padded breast coat, I love that. Right. The 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 double breasted pad. Oh like, yeah. Do you like winter coat blazer? Yes. Thing. Yes. Love that. So well, well find me one of those. Here's a question for you. Uh, and and I I'm gonna kind of answer it and then get your opinion. Uh, sorry. So it's He's, not a question for me then. But I'm gonna direct it to you eventually. <laughs> I say you need to treat this like Sean Dyche. You need to go down. The manager goes down with them because that manager is going to get you right back up. And remember, Burnley went down four consecutive times. I got promotion four consecutive times. Right. Like, and now fu- they're relatively established. Stick with fucking Parker. Yeah. Like I said, it's so hard with, with so many players coming in and out and in and out and in and out. Well, now you have two seasons of Premier League TV money. You have two seasons of parachute payments. So as long as you can convince somebody to come, you should be able to attract decent talent because you're going to be one of the favorites next season to win the championship and come straight back up again. I agree. And you can see his plan. You can see what he's trying to implement. Do you want to, would you rather be a small fish in a giant pond at city or would you rather be the biggest fish in the fucking backyard pond of Fulham? You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so I can become a goddamn legend if I <laughs> if I go there and do this and then reestablish them as a Premier League club. Well, it's also a greater cause as a whole is you're not seeing what used to happen in the early 2000s and the 90s, which was if the person had two or two good seasons in a row at a, at a club, even Everton, like who was the seventh place club all the time, they would ultimately all go to the big six. That ain't happening anymore. Players aren't going to the big six every time. One, maybe two, move on to well, the big six Clint, each year. Clint Dempsey. They're, 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 most of the big six are getting their guys from over on the continent now. They ain't getting their guys from, from, from within England. Yep. No. But Fulham, you remember, was in a fucking Europa League final. Yep. Well, at then it was called the UEFA Cup. Right. But 
not that long ago. Was, I'm on, I'll be 35. Lit- in two weeks from today, I'll be 35 years old, and it was within my uh, lifetime that I can remember. Do they? They lost to. Uh, they lost to Via Real, maybe. I thought it was Sevilla. I was going to be Sevilla. Uh, well, because Sevilla wins every European Championship or Europa Shit. or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> they win them all. They did. They did. Yeah. <laughs> they they won last year's. They're not winning this year's, but they won last year's. <laughs> Correct. Because they actually got to the knockout stage of the uh, Champions League this yes, time. Right. But yeah, normally they go to the Champions League. They get knocked out before the knockout stage. They go down to Europa. They win Europa. Yep. Go back to the Champions League. It's a good way of doing things, right? Eh. It works for them. Well, yeah, it does. All right. So moving on to the next one. I guess. You're fighting for your life. It's a it's a derby. What are we missing? A fucking monsoon. That's exactly <laughs> what we're missing. Let's you know what? It's the black country derby. Black country is industry and the world of black Sabbath and Birmingham and craziness and Piggy Blinders. Right. Why shouldn't it be pouring down fucking rain so loud? coming down so hard you can hear it hitting the building of the stadium while the game's going on. Yeah. Oh, my God. So this game is best described as what happened in town. Mm-hmm. Well, just outside of town, technically. There was a plumbing emergency, and the fine people of Birmingham City may be out of water in their homes mm-hmm. until early July. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Because oh. there is a three ton, and I may have that actually underestimated. It might have been 33 tons. Uh, they call it a fatberg. Okay. Which are paper towels, feminine products, oil, bacon grease, meat grease, all poured pour down the drain. Shit that shouldn't go into the plumbing system. Right. Into the plumbing system. They call it a fatberg because a lot of the, what binds it is, is the fat. animal grease right. and fat. And oil and all right, that right, shite, right, right, but right. it's it collects shit and destroys feminine the pipes. products, um, paper towels, all the shit that right, right, also right. shouldn't be there, disposable wipes, all right. that stuff, and destroys the pipes. Three, I I can't remember the number, but it's either three tons or thirty three tons. They got a blockage, and the good people of Birmingham are not going to be able to uh, have water until early July. They estimate. Jesus, it's a big one. It's a big one. Well, hopefully, they all had now pots this and pans game, out, pots and pans out for the rain. Because boy, did it come down. This game essentially was the fatberg to West Brom's relegation. Yeah, it just delayed the inevitable of them being able to be flushed down the fucking toilet. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Is that a decent segue? I was. Yeah, it was okay. It took you a little while to get Listen, there, but not bad. Host of the year nominee, right you know, here. All right. I, I, I don't. We all know it. Don't we all know it? <laughs> Fuck's the- sake. I'm really reaching for jokes. This weekend really didn't give us a lot of action. No, it I'm, didn't. <laughs> I'm reaching um, for jokes at this point. I. Nuno really mixed up the lineup, put a lot of the kids out there. It was really a couple of them did very well. Uh, by great the way. to see Otasui back out there yep. because he's gotten a few sub appearances since that missed header on the open goal. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he got a start today. Kid was bossing. Uh, it's he's a he's a big kid. I I'd put him at easily six two, probably one ninety. I mean he's he's a thick fucking kid. Yeah, he's a big and, kid. And he was moving smooth. I mean, really smooth on the pitch. There was one, did you see, the, uh, where he carried the ball out of defense? 
and kind of <laughs> yep um did the old uh not Cruyff turn well I did do a Cruyff turn within the thing but did the old Rabona mm-hmm. just kind of you know just kept on moving with it was it. awesome. Yeah, and the ball just magically seemed to stay on his on foot. On his foot, yeah. When it's pouring down rain and there's no reason why the ball should be staying on your foot. And no reason he should be able to keep his footing yeah. the way he was cutting back and forth. It was fa- it was fantastic. Uh, so for the kid, if you want to earn yourself uh, extra credit points with, uh, with the Wolverhampton faithful, you know what, Silva? You didn't score a ton of goals this year, but you scored in both of the derbies. Yeah. We'll Fucking take that, hundred percent. We like ya. On, you on on basically a goalkeeping clinic, <laughs> club legend already. Oh yeah, on basically a goalkeeping clinic. Both Johnstone. Now some of the some of the uh, the uh, the shots that Johnstone faced weren't the best. They were relatively tame efforts. Still had to be in position. Still had to make the save, and it's, he did that. There and there was a couple nice saves in there. Uh, Rui Patricio, in particular made three or four fantastic <laughs> saves. Now, now but but we also have to still remember it's raining. Water affects like, Oh yeah, big so time. So even a routine save can slide right through your hands and go into the back 100%. of the fucking net. So yeah, it's just like the I, wind. The, the keepers keepers played their asses off and especially John Wins uh, John uh Johnston, I'm sorry. Yeah. It, you know, correct. There was the best cross I've ever seen from Connor Townsend. Yeah. Deanna didn't even need to jump. No. It, was it, just, it, it didn't even, like, he almost overran it because it was like, mate, you don't even have to move. Yeah. Just stand there. Yeah. It'll find your forehead. And it'll go in the back of the net. And Seriously. It perfect. It's got to be there. It, it was a fantastic cross uh, and a great, great header um, to the side. Patricia had no chance. He was only about eight yards out and put it right in the bottom corner. Uh, it was it was lovely uh, and a deserved goal. Uh, but again, it just keeps them up for one more week, they are going down. Uh, Neither Fulham nor West Brom are going to win their last four and both need people to lose. Some sort of combination of Brighton, Burnley, Newcastle, and someone else to lose, maybe Southampton, to lose all four of their games and those two win all four of theirs to stay up. It's just not going to happen, in my opinion. The fat lady... Didn't start singing, but she was definitely doing a few vocal exercises to oh, get yeah. warmed up. She's finishing her makeup. Rounding out the rest of the league in, oh, so that happened. Southampton 1, Leicester 1, Man City 2, Palace 0, Brighton 2, Leeds 0, Villa 2, Everton 1, Arsenal 2, Newcastle 0. Maybe we should call this oh, so 2 nil happened. Spurs 4. <laughs> Sheffield nil, West Ham two, Burnley one. Let's kind of rip through these because I know we want to talk a little bit about the uh, chicanery at uh, Manchester. Um, Saints came to play, man. Even even getting that early red card, which mm-hmm. I think it was a red. Um, the position in which the ball was versus the position in which he took, yeah, Jamie Vardy's ankle. He swung at Jamie Vardy's ankle. Yeah. Um, Vardy was still about a yard behind the ball and right. for him to end up studs up on his ankle is like, yeah. mate, come on. Here's, here's my two, my two debates to it. And, and I tend to agree with you that it should have been a red card. Number one, Vestergaard got the ball. So when everybody always talks about, oh, it's not a card cause you got the ball, right? Okay. That's my first one. And then Vardy never touched the ball. 
So if Vardy never touched the ball, how was it a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity? Well, it's so it's like you trying to shepherd the ball out and getting ran up on the back. You're in yeah. possession of the I, ball, even though you've never touched it. Again, I get. I, I you understand get, what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. I think it was a red. I felt it was a red as well. But is there some gray area? Absolutely. Lot of gray area on that one. And he didn't even go to the television monitor to check it. He just went, "Yeah, it's a red. Fuck off." Like, <laughs> it's pretty obvious. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I you know? okay. It's just, I. I felt it was a red. This is this is for the sake of argument, but he just can he get in touch? Yeah, yeah, just a little, yeah, just yeah for me. <laughs> um, Foxes get a point, but you kind of felt like they left it on the they left a couple on the pitch. There. They absolutely did because they dominated the game uh, after that red card. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, they had a shit ton of possession, but Southampton were defending for their lives, and and, um, uh, and they got a ton of blocks in. And really, actual goal-scoring opportunities were few and far between yeah. uh, for Leicester, which is not like them at all. <clears throat> now, what, what I will say, let's take last year's Leicester versus this year's Leicester. Last year's Leicester... They're about gives, eight goals worse. Well, gives, but no, gives up a penalty. <laughs> right. Yeah, yes, but <laughs> last year's Leicester gives up a penalty and it gets to one nothing. This year's Leicester found a way to at least get a fucking point. Yeah, fair enough. Last year's Leicester fucked it off at the end of the year. This year's Leicester isn't. So Correct. that's that's really what I'm talking about. They're, last they're year versus this learning. Year's. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're growing under Brendan Rodgers, and that's the mark of a good coach. He's taking decent professionals. I mean, you know, there's a fair few of that team that was in the title winning side still. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody thinks about the pieces that were sold off, but there's still a few players there that won that league title. Absolutely. And you can see that they are still growing, and the the players that they brought in, like Fafana, Sienchu, mm-hmm. and a few others, are getting better. Under Brendan Rodgers. Oh, absolutely. And that's a mark of a good coach. Yeah. I mean, him Madison and, and as well. Yeah. With those beautiful teeth. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Um, City clearly have their eyes on the prize. They they uh, they get the win in the Champions League and just a clean professional win here against well, Palace. I think it was a bit more difficult than that, to be honest with you, because uh, there was only about 15 seconds between the two goals. Right. It was two very clear Crystal Palace fuck-ups. Right, just blatant mistakes. Right, Sergio Aguero just saying "fuck you," Hulk smash, and uh, but that that was it. I mean, that was the only two feet that Palace put wrong this entire game, really. <laughs> and they had chances in and of themselves with with Zaha and um, uh, uh, the other one, Eze. Yeah, uh, leading the charge on the counter attack. I mean, City were mm-hmm. always going to have loads of possession, but uh, but Palace, you know, all but took their chances. Right. I mean, they were they were there. The chances were created. They Ederson had to make a few saves. Um, I I thought this was a, a very good performance by the wise old owl. Uh, uh, and well, again, team. this year versus last year. Last year Correct. they really fucked off the end of the season, and I guarantee you that's in the back of Roy's head, and he's saying that to his players in a very just kind of calm old man way, like, well, y'all well, the other it. just remember y'all fucked it off last season, so I'm not sure if y'all want to fuck it. Off. Oh, you know, a lot of you are on contract. Maybe you shouldn't fuck it off the end of this season. Maybe you should actually fucking try. Even though he might fuck off at the end of the season, yeah, but that's the I mean, other. The other thing you, about you Roy, know that's how an old man motivates just that little jab, well, that little sting. The other thing about Roy is being, you know, part owl. If there is a thought in the back of his head, he can actually rotate <laughs> his head to see it. <laughs> 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 
Uh, <laughs> Pal- Palace is going to be a very interesting watch over the summer, especially yeah. the the who do they resign, who don't they resign? Is is Roy hanging it up? If if Roy is hanging it up, then they already have their guy, right? You don't have, like, you have the guy already picked. Yep. You're already figuring out who you want to sign and who you don't want to sign. You're supposed to be. Right. It's not always the case. Um, You're supposed to be figuring that out right now. imagine they're they're there already. Yeah, but they did that before with Frank DeBoer. Yeah. DeBoer. That's right. And he lost his first six (laughs) games in charge. Yes, he did. Brighton and Leeds was a really fun watch, wasn't it? It was a great watch. God, it was a fun game. That was awesome. Um, But it was... It might really. It was a pretty dominant performance by Brighton, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it it was two was. teams that played the same way, but Brighton were on top for large, large stretches of that game, and they finally found people to finish off goals. Well, that was the thing. It was they had the one nothing lead. They found a way to get a fucking second and put the bed the the game to bed, which is what they have not they done had, yeah. this entire season. They have been perpetually tying this entire season games that they were winning. Yeah, that's true. Um, Pascal Gross, great penalty, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, uh, with the goal. Clear penalty, in my opinion. Um, kind of army crawled into a rugby tackle <laughs> uh, there. Yeah. but uh, And then Danny Welbeck, which if he could put in that kind of performance, all-around performance, for 15 to 20 games a season, if he could find a way to not be injured, that's the type of shit he would still be at Arsenal right now. Yeah, Manchester United would have never let him go in the first place if he could do that consistently and stay fit. But he can't, which is which is the trouble, right? Yeah, that, that's but really what a, what a turn <laughs> that ball came from. You know, probably fifteen yards in the air, and he inside of his right foot, behind his left foot, left two two Brighton defenders for dead, and with his next touch, buried it in the far corner, uh, curling a bit away from the goalkeeper. It was fantastic. Fantastic forward play from Danny Welbeck all all day long. Um, it, you just you, he'd still be in the England team. Well, you, if it was if he could do that even somewhat consistently, if you can get that, like you said, fifteen games a season out of him, you can go take a flyer on a young striker, a young talented striker, and let him grow into the role. That could certainly happen. I I will tell you what uh, what'll be a very fun watch this weekend will be the early match on Saturday when Leeds takes on uh, uh, Tottenham because you got to figure Bielsa's going to be all in those boys' shit this week oh, yeah. on the training ground. Big and time. that team is going to come out a lot harder against the Spurs team who, while, yeah, they can score, they can't defend all that great. So Correct. Yeah, it could be that could be a very fun game to watch as well. All right, get on to it. You know what? This match could have been a lot worse for Everton if it wasn't for fucking Pickford. Pickford made some worldies in this match. Couple of good saves, uh, for sure, from Jordan Pickford. Uh, but it was Ollie Watkins. Uh, Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins. Ollie Watkins that got the opener. Um, On a strong major gaff by fucking Mason Holgate. But also some strong running. And uh, and good oh, that balance. Was sure, that was sure well. A good balance to hold off Holgate, who mm-hmm. was recovering. It was fantastic. Hey, Holgate should have never given him that opportunity. The ball should have been away. Like, just bad, bad Absolutely. He fired into the far spell. And the DCL equalized a little bit after. Gorgeous um, header. Oh, that was a gorgeous header. Right after, though, Pickford saved Everton yet again mm-hmm. uh, from a corner. Um, <coughs> and I'm, I'm still not sure why Ross Barkley from that corner was marking Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, there he's 
not a similar height. Not at all. Not a similar strength, in my opinion. No. And uh, if you have a dynamic striker that likes to make decent runs that is going to be in the England side, probably for the Euros, and you put someone on him that, you know, his favorite color crayon is gray to eat is mm-hmm. strange to me. Maybe the guy had his crayons and he just wanted them back. He 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 almost put one in. He put one just off the post there at the end off of the, the first post, half. Slot. Yeah, the left one drive as well. The yeah. one save, though, well, it was a double save that Pickford made. Um, that I like to mention just from me, my my playing days as a keeper. He came out and he saved Triori on a fast break. Triori gets the ball, rolls it in, lines it up to float it right up to the opposite corner as Pickford shuffling back. He floats it up, and Pickford does. This turns out one of two ways. If it goes in the back of the net, you look like you're doing the doggy paddle in the air, trying to aimlessly whap at the ball. Famously how we met. Yeah. (laughs) No, I got fingers on that motherfucker. I don't think it is. Oh, I did get fingers on that. But anywho, or, or what happens is, is if you make that save, it literally looks like you're swimming in air. It looks like you're just somehow your body's floating higher and higher. Like it's not, doesn't even understand what gravity is. And that's exactly what happened in that save. It was just just kind of rising. And then all of a sudden it's just one lone hand right before it's about to go in the back of the net. Yeah. Dink. Just the slightest little touch and you watch it float away. It would just go for, for him. He's getting hot at the right fucking time. That's for damn sure. Getting ready to go into euros. Please remind me, uh, before we, um, not before we end, because it'll be on injury time, <laughs> which you can find at www.patreon.com backslash show. Remind me about Two Fingers and Jose Cuervo. Okay. Please. And I will tell you about what a couple of fingers does. Okay. Very good. That's odd, but all right. Very good. You it, just needed another reason to whore yourself out again. Correct. Because two, fi- two Fingers does it for you, you whore. No, it's funny, actually. It's very funny. But it's not for this show. Villa fucks. And if, and if I mean, yeah. I was gonna you go ahead, tell you what to toast to if it's all right. Actually, no, sure. I'm not going to. I'll let uh, Everton supporter and P1 Taylor just sum it all up for us. Villa fucks, Everton sucks. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and if we don't beat you in the game in hand, Mel will have swept the host this season. Yeah, actually, she might have. I might be right. So we got a winner tie that last one against uh, Villa. Oh, fuck that tastes like shit. Mm. Uh, <laughs> tastes like fucking. Especially after this lovely oh, gin. Man. Which we're God. all done with, by the way. That sucks. Yeah, we're gonna need to get ourselves some more. Um, tidy win for the gunners. Yeah, nice and simple. I w- Easy peasy. Would would have been nice to watch a lot of the match if uh Manchester United wasn't making it all about them fucking selves for no a moment. Shit. No Ab- shit. Abba had, Whole a great, game was on- Abba had a great goal that none of us got to hear any commentary for. Correct. <laughs> I don't even remember seeing it now, to be honest with you. What the best part about this match is my second vaccine kicked in on Friday, two weeks removed from my second vaccine, and I was back at the Abbey in Federal Hill, uh, Abbey Burger Bistro, to watch my mighty Arsenal play yeah. at the pub by my fucking self. Yeah, you Nobody was that. there until yeah. halftime, uh, and two other people showed up. No, the three of us had a good time. From halftime on, but it was just the three of us. <laughs> I'm going to be um, hanging with the Baltimore Toffees for the last game of the season against Manchester City. They're doing uh, something. I forget where we're doing it. I'll talk about it another time, but 
going to hang out with them definitely because I just want to get to a, I want to get to a bar and watch. I might a match. go with you. <laughs> Be fun. Yeah. I excellent. It would, Muhammad El Neni, first yeah. Premier League goal of the season, uh, that came back from obscurity in Turkey. Was it his uh, first Premier loan? League goal ever? No. <laughs> Third. <I> <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Uh, no, but it was great. And then uh, what I loved, uh, which we'll come on to briefly in the fantasy segment, is the miss kick by Aubameyang that came off his heel that set El Neni up for that volley. Mm-hmm. Garnered an assist, according to the fantasy providers. <laughs> Fabulous. Uh, which I didn't need to beat you. Oh, no, you didn't need much of it. But it helped rub it in. Look, Vester <laughs> Garden going off 10 minutes in already did that. My- that helped That helped you right off the bat. And also the fact that you got a whole <laughs> lot of shutouts, and my defense got zero got shutouts. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't that even pretty need, much wrapped it up. I didn't even need famed second-round pick Allison no. to play. No, you didn't. <laughs> Did not at all. So um, how about that? Spurs can actually score goals. So um, there's not a lot really to talk about in this game. Tottenham dominated from start to finish. I think Hugo Lloris made one save. Sheffield fucks. Sheffield's fucking it off now. I yeah, mean, no if, one cares. If Sheffield doesn't score in the first 10 minutes, their players are not going to fucking care. It's that done. is every game yeah. the rest of the way. If they win a game, it's because they scored in the first 10 minutes and then the other team overdid it and maybe they scored a second. But I'm telling you now, Sheffield ain't winning another game. Correct. Uh, Gareth Bale um, with a couple of digs in his uh, post-match. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy now, so I'm playing good football. You know, when, I, when I'm when i happy, I play well. Yeah. <laughs> Jose got fired two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, or whatever it was now. Um, so, yeah, Was it the- gold number three where he putted for his celebration? Um, yeah, and that brought up a very interesting comment from a pundit that I listen to on a regular basis. Uh, and he said that the reason Gareth Bale played so well is Sheffield United allowed him so much space that he thought he was on a golf course. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I was going to shit a brick when I heard that. No <laughs> that is shit. fucking brilliant. <laughs> oh, fucking awesome. <laughs> um, Antonio back and right back to fucking work for West Ham, huh? No shit. Jesus. They, they, they ain't, you know what? Arsenal is not the only team in Claritin Blue that knows how to fuck. (laughs) West Ham is on a roll right now. Absolutely. Um, Chris Wood actually scored the first goal. Won Burnley with some very technical play that Mm -hmm. you don't normally see from that meathead. Well, got a a penalty ultimately, but it was pretty technical from him. Yeah, no, it was full of desire to begin with, and he he blocked a clearance and then saved the ball by flicking it over the defender's head, ran onto it, got to it just before uh, Thomas Suchek did, and then was brought down by Suchek. Which you just, you don't really see that from him very much. You don't see that from them. That's not their style. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was a very... Peter Crouch kind of, you don't really see a lot of big men with a ton of technical ability. Right. But Peter Crouch had a fantastic touch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the fucking bean pole that he was, but he, he had a great touch. And I just, <laughs> it was just amazing, honestly, to see from, from Chris Wood. I didn't think he had it in him, to be honest. Uh, and then Mikel Antonio, just his runs put the Burnley defense, who's usually very solid, at sixes and sevens. They yeah. had no idea where he was, yep. how he was. Um, he made that first header was full of desire. 
just stolen right between two defenders while the ball was mid-flight, picked up the track of the ball, said, that's fucking mine, mate, and went and made it his. Yeah. Scored the goal. And then the second one, another good cross in a position where the defenders couldn't really get to it, <laughs> but they also couldn't defend Antonio because of his movement again. He didn't move until the ball was already in the air and just got the little flick on it that put it into the back of the net. It was fantastic. Allow me to say this again with uh, West Ham. Why not Champions League? They've got Everton next, which is a tough match. And both teams are playing for European spots. I like to think so. You just lost a Villa. But then, but then, but then <laughs> they have the rest of the season, Southampton, West Brom, and Sheffield. Yep. Chelsea, who is currently sitting in fourth. Have City. City, Leicester, Arsenal, and Villa. And they also have to worry about Champions League and the FA Cup. Uh, Why can't West Ham be in Champions League? The only reason that they won't be in the Champions League, in my opinion, is Declan Rice got hurt at the worst possible fucking time mm -hmm. and probably won't be back to make any meaningful contribution um, while it still would count. I think they lose one game the rest of the way, and I think uh, Chelsea's going to lose a couple. And I, th it's I think entirely I think West, possible. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think I think they're going to fuck off next week simply because that is the moisiest thing a moise could ever moise is to be sitting there looking right at because remember he was my coach for ten fucking years, right? That is a perfect opportunity for them to fuck it right off. So, it's also a perfect opportunity for my team to make you think, oh shit, we still have a chance. So maybe. You know what? Maybe it is. Maybe it's the river that moves. The river sticks, that right. is. Instead of being 17th to 18th, maybe the river sticks now moved up to from 4th to 5th, and he'll ferry them right back down from the Champions League places. It could be. Into, <laughs> into Europa League obscurity. That was, that, that was a stretch. Well, Sam, one match. No sound whatsoever. I that know. Thing. I popped. I popped the top, <laughs> and it didn't make any. You know what? I'll make this sound. Now that I heard, <sighs> I cracked that for a reason. Because one match didn't get played this week, Sam. It did not. And we have a D back to talk about. We do. Boy! If you're a supporter of Manchester United, then this is for you, Wanker. <laughs> I don't know uh, how to feel about this. Hashtag best producer. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. I don't know how to feel about this. Okay. I agree with their frustration. Yeah. I am not one to <laughs> tell people how to protest injustices and uh, things that they don't particularly care for right, um, right. in regimes that don't particularly do the right thing. At the same time, an assault on the stadium isn't the right way to go about it. And I understand that I'm being a bit of a hypocrite in that sense. I, I didn't mind that they went to the hotel. Or they go and then go to the same... Chelsea but, supporters blocked yeah. the bus uh, Walk, last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was. Going on the grounds. like That's rough. Well, my, my point, it's very simple here, is, is this. 
these are going to be the same fans that are going to yell and cry about don't give them a point deduction. It's not fair to the team. It's not fair to the fans. They just hurt the then fans. Why the fuck are you doing this? Yeah. They hurt. What? What? Why? They hurt the fans. Why? They hurt the team. Why? The team didn't get to play. Great. You proved your point. You, the fans, have the ability to stop a match from happening. That's great. Fine. You can hurt you can hurt an owner financially. Fine. That's great. But you could do that without doing this. By you not buying shirts, by not buying right. scarves, by not buying the pay-per-views, by not subscribing to Sky Sports, by not doing all those things. You you want to really fuck off the Glaziers? The first game of next season, the first home game at Old Trafford? Don't show up. Or everybody show up in yellow and green. Not and a don't brand buy new a Manchester United Don't buy kit. a sausage roll. Spend don't no buy, money. Yeah. Nothing. Walk in late. Let the stands be empty to start. Walk in late. Walk in all in yellow and green and go, this is the original colors. This is who we are. This is who you don't know who we are. Fuck off. You know? So, I like, just did. But just huh. So, like, I'm I'm very torn. The reason I'm torn about it, obviously, is because of what we've we've witnessed in this country over the of, last of course. year and change. Obviously, they're not on the same level of importance, and that's where I am struggling. Yeah, one's, right? one's the nation capital, one is a fucking football stadium. But not even just the nation's capital. Right. I mean, you're, you're talking about all the Black Lives Matter protests right. and all that kind of stuff. And one I justified myself on this show before. Right. And one I didn't. Right. And there's a difference for me in that and a very logical difference in that. When... I know it means a lot to your family. I know you're probably the fourth generation of fucking season ticket holder and everything else, and, and, and it means a ton. At the end of the day, it's fucking football, mate. Yeah. Is this necessary? But at the same time, I hold still, how do you protest? Because right. I don't agree with the owners, and I don't want to tell people how to protest, how to get authorities to do what they're supposed to do. Protesting is a means to do that, Sometimes rioting is a mean to do that. And you and don't and you don't do it in somebody else's neighborhood. The you other do thing it where it's right next to you. You the, do it to the you do it to the building that's next to you. The president of the movement here uh had his ass crack out the entire time on the field. I, uh, the guy that threw the, the tripod the guy that threw the tripod <laughs> and lost his shoe and the steward had to hand <laughs> and him his gave shoe it back. back to him. Yeah. yeah. Well, he flubbed the hand back. Did you see that? Did he? The first throw, he hit the railing. Yeah. And oh it went about God. two feet. <laughs> and then yep. he had to pick it up again and throw it at him again. That guy's getting a lifetime ban. It has to. I, so it's again, the hooligan rules are very clear surrounding football. And the, these people will be deemed hooligans. A lot of them were not wearing masks. So you yeah. can clearly see their faces on NBC, on Sky Sports, on yeah. BT Sport, but every other fucking TV company that was there that broadcast these games around the world. Um, they also had their fucking phones out, which I will never understand the need for a criminal to document what the fuck he's doing. Right. Makes no sense. I do a lot of illegal shit for my job. Uh-huh. You know who allegedly, knows about that? Allegedly. 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 You're saying it allegedly. on podcast. You allegedly. know who knows about that? Everybody listen to this podcast. Yeah, just Yukons. I don't tell anyone else about that at all. <laughs> no one. No one knows about it. My wife doesn't even know about it. So I don't want to say you did it the wrong way because I can't rectify that morally within myself, right? 
because of everything we've experienced in terms of protesting in general. Mm-hmm. I can't say that. But at the same time, this is sport. It's not as serious. <clears throat> it's not people's lives. It's supposed to be the escape. Right. And storming a stadium, my gut says it's not the right way. Right. <laughs> but I can't, like, logically rectify that and say that out loud. You know what I mean? I'm it, with it's, you. It's hard. It's hard. I understand the frustration. I want the Cronkies to sell. I'm going to go wipe my dick across the, you know, fucking front door of the Emirates? No. No. Because it's sports. Right. Like At the end of the day, it's sports. Like Sports. Right? It's my escape from this shit. If it starts to bother you too much, stop watching it. Find another sport. Washington football team was really pissing off my wife. Guess what my wife doesn't watch anymore? Washington Watch football, football team. Now I, now I fucking watch Avila. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I broke up with the Redskins, and uh, now I watch Aston Villa. I, I really, I, I, I committed to the bit. Going out there in the sky blue and wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not burgundy. It's wine. It's wine. If you know, yeah. if you know Jim Zorn, <laughs> you know where that came from. Sky blue and wine. Uh, the old claret and blue. See, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was brilliant. I, I don't. I'm not afraid to even say that. Except for that one douche, like damaging stuff. They weren't tearing down the stadium. They weren't armed. They weren't beating security with flagpoles. Well, uh, there wasn't an an insane amount of though. camouflage. So it felt so mild and harmless and innocuous compared to what we witnessed in D.C. So that's where I'm like, meh. They were fine. Yeah, I mean, you can't really compare them. Right. But as Americans, what we've been through over the last year and a half, uh-huh. two years, you can't help but compare. You can't help. So and, from an American again, point of view, again, I mean, not been watching for more than a couple in years. In no way are we saying that they are on the same level of importance. No. And what, it's simply the act of protesting, turning Going a little more Too out of far, control, yeah. if you will. Protest crossing the line of what's expected into correct something that was potentially dangerous. Now, but I never even got a <laughs> danger factor from them. Now, he- some of these fans, it's their identity. I mean, they've made a football team their entire personality and their way of life, mm-hmm. and so it's. I, I, now, I get the passion. The other, the other thing, I, I, I don't disagree with these people either. That's the other thing yeah. is that I, I'm with them. I want the Glazers, Glazers to sell. They're Americans, right? Yeah, yeah. American they own the Tampa Bay. They we're all talking about. They own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. I I want the Cronkies to sell. I want um, uh, Fenway Sports Entertainment or whatever they're yeah. called now. I want them to sell. Henry, what's his name? And LeBron James too. He owns part of it. Well. Not part of that group. He bought. He bought a larger stake in them too. Um, my the not being violent. There were clashes with police outside. Oh, there were. Okay. Um, few injuries to police. Not much. It, no one died. Yeah. Which is good. I didn't. Obviously, see that part. there there were some ugly scenes. Um, there the guys in the stadium noticeably a bunch of them had Tesco bags with beers in them. Glass bottles. 
So, no, they didn't come armed. Yeah. But in a split second, could have become armed very fucking quickly. How did they get in? Uh, They broke down uh, one of the barriers, and there was a gate that I believe was open. Inside job, allegedly. Again, where were the police? They were inside for an hour. From what I heard, the starting defensive line of Arsenal was standing in front of an open (laughs) gate. And when the fans came up, they just stepped out of the way and said, please, by all means, go right ahead. (laughs) And then David Luiz kicked one of them in the knee and got a red card. (laughs) That sounds Um, legit. Uh, let's brushed his knee. Yes, is what I heard. <laughs> let's Did you see like the seemingly sixteen-year-old kid that was on top of the net? No. Did you mm. see this? Uh, this was brilliant uh, because everybody was walking on the the banners that go over the seats and stuff. Yeah, I saw a lot of dancing on that. Well, every time someone jumped on, I was like, "Eat it! Trip on the back of a seat! <laughs> like, please bite it! It'd be so funny to see." <laughs> right. Bite it and slide. Uh, didn't happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but there was, looked like 14 to 16 years old. And this is the other thing. If you're going to commit an illegal act, regardless of whether or not I agree with you, the fuck are you bringing your kids for? <laughs> or, your, or your kid brother. There, there was like, like seven or eight-year-olds there as well <laughs> that were climbing over the advertising hoardings <laughs> onto the pitch and taking the ball bags and kicking the balls around the field. Like, it, like what are you doing? Yeah. Why are your kids there? You make your bed and line it. Fine. You're a grown man. You do what you want. What the fuck are you bringing your kids for and barring them from football for life? Potentially. That's not fair. Anyway, <laughs> this 14, 16 year old kid <laughs> phone out. He's on top of the net. So the stanchion uh, wires are stretched. Mm-hmm. You know, the corners of the net that go back are very thick threading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And he was trying to get off of the net. <laughs> he did not get off of the net. Well, no, he did get off of the net, but not before that caught his arse and flipped him forward, and he landed flat on his goddamn face. <laughs> and it was yes. I Finally, need someone to find ate it. The video of that. <laughs> it was very funny. Allow me to uh, wrap this up with um, one thought as we look up to. Dare I say, put a bow on it. Yeah. Look up here to the sky to a beautiful, big, pink bear. The D-back bear, the official mascot of the Drunkard United football show. Yep. And I say, Manchester United fans, don't be a cunt. Hey, Glazers, don't be a cunt. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Uh Pat's bet was postponed because, well, <laughs> Manchester happened. And uh, the rest of us all lost, including the bird. Graham, now you are down $1,565. What cockamamie, big-time, eight-game parlay for $500 did you get for us this week? How much am I down? $1,565. I'm going to put 200 on this this week. All right, go for it. Uh, I have, I obviously, it, my cup of losers, so we can start there, is if you can't win five, if you don't get one, you can't. Yeah, <laughs> because cause you got the first one wrong. Yeah, and that does not help. So this time, I went down from an ambitious five down to a reasonable three. And I have Tottenham to beat Leeds in their newfound freedoms. Mm-hmm. I have West Ham to beat Everton. Okay. Because you all have been fairly mediocre, to be honest with you. And Thanks. West Ham 
That just made me feel a whole lot better. Seem to have readied the ship. Uh, and then I will also have Arsenal to beat West Brom. That gets me on a $100 bet at plus 617. But as I said, I'm putting 200 on it. So that'll be 1234 that I bring in um, <coughs> if I win. All right. Well, real quick, mine says, I know I was fucked when grandma picked my game. Yeah. Because so I knew it was already over. And that was the first game that Graham fucking lost. All right. Um, Pat, obviously his game gets pushed. Um, we're going to go ahead and use that as a bet when they do actually play each other. Uh, this week he's doing delivery. So he, you know, can't be on live tonight since we're recording late. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's pick it a week. Taking the favorites. So this weekend, uh, my bet got postponed. I'm still down $1,225. This week, I'm going to try uh, taking three favorites together at a $100 parlay. First, I'll take City over Chelsea. I'll take Liverpool over Southampton. And lastly, I will take Manchester United over Aston Villa. That parlay will pay me out $335. Have a great week and talk to you soon. He's just looking for a win, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, he... Just trying to make sure he does better than you. Yeah, but three thirty-five is not a <laughs> decent payout. You got to put a couple hundred on that, then. Uh, all right, well, try to chip into it. You know, I missed, and um, I'm now at a thousand and twenty dollars in the hole. Yeah, I've never been this bad before. <laughs> I've always like seven eight hundred is maybe the worst. I've never been this bad, but that's okay, Sam, because it's been documented in Vegas that there's a couple members of the family named Vinny that are looking to have a, quote, conversation with me. Um, so that's how that's going to go. Big Sam's Lock of the Week. 22.2% of the time, it works. 100% of the time, I now feel fantastic about my bet because I'm betting the exact opposite. If I'm going to go down, might as well go down fucking swinging. I'm going to bet my boys, Everton to beat West Ham, Richie to score at plus 600. Very simple. Going right. for it, man. Fucking going for it. All right. Um, and the fact that you picked that game and picked West Ham to win makes me feel really good about my bet now. Yeah, but the one part of my parlays that have hit over the last bit mm -hmm. has been the West Ham parts. Ah, very true. <laughs> very true. So that was a pretty decent segment, but we give you more. We give you Kitty the Chicken. Kitty missed with her draw pick, and she sits at 17 and 18. So this week, I gave Kitty Palace traveling to Sheffield. Hmm. Now, Kitty quickly showed me a video of Brad's talented daughter, Lainey, at one of her matches. Okay. Yeah, apparently Kitty's a fan. Okay, well, most people are. Well, and besides Brad on the sidelines cheering her on, was Kitty, my mom... And Rebecca Lowe. Of course. I mean. One of Lady's biggest fans. I believe they all went out to brunch afterwards and had uh, tea and mimosas. Wouldn't surprise me. Now, obviously, the whole crew loves Palace. So Kitty is picking them for the win over Ducklights. But remember to always gamble legally and responsibly. Can I just say that that sideline? Mm -hmm. Would make any man sweat. <laughs> and Brad, Jan, <laughs> and Rebecca Lowe. And Kitty the Chicken. And Kitty. That yeah. that sideline, I'm it's a little warm in here, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, 
and allow me also to say, nobody will hear it because I'll get edited out, but best production. I remain top of the charts as I took care of Sam very handedly, 52 to 18. Uh, Gecko beat out Rob, 28 to 13. Uh, Her Highness solidifies her spot after beating Everton in real life uh, to beating Alberto 60 to 27 in fantasy. Wow. Uh, Smokey um, had a moment of clarity and beat Chris Firehawk 52 to 24. JB 40 to 14 over Taylor. Um, <laughs> he wanted me to sing this. I got to actually see what it, the <laughs> Muhammad, da, 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 da. <laughs> Muhammad, papa, ma, mama. He wrote a bunch of day, 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 day. Mm-hmm. But fine. <laughs> uh, Russ picking up a rare win. Uh, rare win. I'm sorry against Kenny, 34 to 27. Uh, Ray, which helps me out, lost uh, big time to Allen, who doubled him up, 18 to 36. Uh, Keith lost to Elliot, 45 to 12. So very simply, I am your first place person uh, just by three points because JB won. He's on uh, 67 points. I'm on 70. Ray (laughs) drops down to 65 points in third place now on a bit of a losing streak. And then the rest of the league uh, down to 11th stayed the same. You got Lindsay in fourth, Allen in fifth, Keith in sixth, uh, Schmokey in seventh, Elliot in eighth, Sam Yu in ninth, Rob in 10th, Alberto in 11th. Russ came up to 12th. Muhammad. Was that better? Yeah. I thought he was doing like breaking news. Taylor down to 13th. You have David Gecko in 14th, Kenny in 15th, and our favorite to be the fantasy golf correspondent for next season. Chris Firecock, excellent, uh, coming in dead last and four Could points not behind. Happened to a better person. <laughs> four <laughs> points behind the next place person. Chris and is just a like, lovely young man. He like him quite a bit. He is. <laughs> I lovely. look forward to all of his golf bets. And actually, um, excuse me, I burped there. Near and dear to our hearts, uh, he is not very good at admin. And apparently the fantasy <laughs> website is not accepting his password anymore. So he, <laughs> so he just bend it off. He said, fuck it. Can't be bothered to change it. Golf it is. <laughs> Fear not, Chris. I will be able to inform you of your uh, DraftKings fantasy golf password every fucking week. <laughs> I'll be sure to make sure it's set for you, buddy. I got you covered. One, two, three, four. Well, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Sorry we went a little long, but we definitely wanted to chat a bit about the uh, Manchester United debacle. And, of course, we had a bunch of booze talk, which uh, whenever we get a chance to talk about booze, we want to talk about booze. So please send us your questions. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, Sammy, any parting words? Uh, Yeah, as we record this on Monday night, it is the second anniversary of my father-in-law's passing. Uh, A one very famous uh, broadcaster, (laughs) Mr. Tony Coulter. Uh, was Mad Dog, Mad Dog Tony Coulter? Yes, was on DC 101. Was most famous first time on 98 Rock, and then was on Sirius XM for 14 years. So, um, doing this uh, obviously on a much smaller scale is very humbling. 
Uh, and I actually, before he passed away, uh, got a lot of advice from him, uh, which is why I'm probably going to win host of the year for the Maryland podcast awards. Uh, so it is, <laughs> it is very humbling, uh, to be a broadcaster now, I guess of sorts, uh, if you will, um, obviously on a much smaller scale, uh, because you constantly talk to your friends, uh, as well. But, um, you know, it's remember y'all voted for him. Bittersweet. Called y'all a bunch of cunts. <laughs> That's why they love me. It's 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 obviously a bit bittersweet. We welcomed our daughter six months ago as of Thursday, and um, he was not here to see that, nor was my dad. So um, it's been a rough week, but uh, you know, it's we 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 move on, we live on, we do things we love, and and we try to carry on that legacy, and and hopefully with this. Microphone in my face and my stupid-ass jokes that sometimes don't land that I try to force over the line. I am doing him some sort of justice at some point. And and I hope he looks down and he's proud of me. Excellent, excellent. On uh, some positive vibes, uh, Wednesday, I will be Mm -hmm. married to this uh, lady across the table, Miss Producer Mel, for a lovely 14 years. Are you sure? Feels nothing short of 45. Sure 14? He did look like he had to think about it, didn't it's he? Four, <laughs> it's 14 years. We discussed it the other hey, day. Hey, <laughs> Friday, mm-hmm. when I had a little lull in my uh, end-of-month business, yeah, I set the alarm on my phone for Wednesday, <laughs> prime sex time. <laughs> 8.15. When you like to call. 8.15. Right when you're about to bed your wife down. Right to go. We'll be, we'll be watching the Maryland Podcast Awards live. And so I Make guess it. me getting some depends on whether he wins Best Sports Podcast. So I hope you all did your voting jobs. <laughs> Anywho, but, hey, listen, um, if I win Best Host, I'll come down and give you some. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, guys, he pointed to Sam. So <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Uh. Honestly, uh, Mel, oh, Christ. Mel, we couldn't do this without you. Tony, and stop looking down from heaven. Don't <laughs> don't watch this part. Don't watch this part. Thank, thank you very much for taking this journey with me and Sam. We really appreciate it. I really appreciate it, and I love you dearly. So, I love doing this. It's my favorite part of Monday. Awesome. Because <laughs> Monday's so great. I was going to give you a compliment, too. You fuck <laughs> off. Next up is injury time, where uh, we discuss the beers we've been drinking, which, well, we've been drinking them. And we uh, talk about Hiberian, our Scottish uh, Premier League club. And there's some good business going on with them. Exactly. (laughs) And we preview the weekend's action of the EPL. And should you want to uh, check out injury time, Sam? How would one go about doing that? Three times is always lucky, my friend. www.patreon.com backslash DU football show. And if you sign up to the $5 or $9 tier, because Mel, 10 is too motherfucking much, you can find both of our extra shows, Soundcheck and Injury Time. And uh, we will be there and you'll get all the inside shit. And it'll be a ton of fun. Be like our newest Patreon member, Lars. Come join the party. The original bald frog. (laughs) Until next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking gooner grab. Smoke of a lord, but straight in shorts. 
Fox, Everton sucks.